what it's called, from broke down to breakthrough. From broke down to breakthrough. And the whole key if, of it is, is that at a certain point in your life, first of all, on different levels, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ, I'm going to tell you, you're broke down because you're not at the full capacity of who you can be. You're not, you're not even have. You're dead on delivery. Jesus will make you alive. If you are a Christian and you're struggling, many of us have felt that broke down state. You know, that state where, you know, if I go to the gas station and I put a dollar in and I'm on E, that really didn't do too much. And we, some of us are at that kind of state where we are driving on E and we've been struggling. And so we talked about Elijah wanting to quit. We talked about David and restoration. We talked about so many different things. And now we come to a point where we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the walls will come down. The walls will come down. And the whole key of this is we're in Joshua, uh, and this is talking about the walls of Jericho. And when Joshua says, when you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up and everyone and everyone straight in. We all have these walls that we are, we are struggling with. Some of us have a wall that's our job. Some of us have a wall that it's our family. Some of us have a wall and it's a particular habit that's really a sin that we have in our life. Some of us have the wall that is ourself we're struggling with. We all have a wall. But in this situation, Joshua had a wall that was strong, that was a border defense. It was a wall that it should not be conquered. It will not be conquered. Have we ever faced those kind of situations where you have looked at a place in your life, how can you truly overcome this? How can you really get over this hump? Some of us have looked at our bank account this morning, and I really don't know if I really can even give a dollar or even five today. Because I know how I got to pay the bill the first of the month is coming up. Some of us are at that point. And so the walls of Jericho are like that for Joshua. This, this, he's coming out where out of his generation is just him and another person, Caleb. They spent 40 years in Egypt, I'm sorry, in the wilderness, coming out of Egypt. He's the only, only him and Caleb know what slavery looked like. The only one that know what it meant to be under bondage. The rest of this generation has been wiped out. He's the elder statesman by default. And so he's taking his, this new, brand new generation in across the Jordan and now into the promised land. Many of us have gotten to a place where we're like, I know God promised this to me. But we look at the Jerichos in our life and we're like, I don't know we're going to overcome. The reason why Caleb and Joshua, the last one left, because when there were spies and younger, they went with the others in, their, in, their, in Israel to spy. They were the only two to give a good report that God has something good for us. While the rest came back, it's too much. They, it's giants, it's this and that. Some of us have friends that are like that, don't we? We got friends that will tell us, I don't know about that. 
I don't know if you want to work over there, man, because, you know, I used to work over there. Man, they treat me bad. Or, man, I heard some other folks work over there. They don't treat folks right. Who are these folks you, you talk to? Oh, man. Man, some friends of a friend of a friend. His uncle and his cousin and his nephew told me through text that you shouldn't work over there. They don't even know anything. They come with lies. And some people mean well, but they actually are doing a bad thing. And we have that choice. Do I take that wall and return back? Or do I face and try to go through that wall, conquer that wall? And so Joshua is at this point. Joshua's at this point. The, the other thing about these Jerichos, a Jericho is important because from here, he can make all his other battles from. We have these strongholds in our life that if we don't overcome it, we're not able to go and battle these other situations in our life. If we never overcome this Jericho, we're going to still stand at the lowest level that we are. We're never going to be able to fight all these different things because we never went and overcome our Jericho. And so our first point, the enemy stronghold Israel faced, it had to be conquered. You ever faced that? You had to conquer it. If you did not conquer it, you were not going to do anything. You had to conquer it. You had to do well on your job. Some of us have felt that way. And I know my boss is in the room. Thank you, boss, for being here. Till Wednesday. Thank you, boss, for being here. When uh, announces the, the new director of the Growth South Initiative, which is one of the mayor's cornerstone. I appreciate Adam Magoo for being here and others for being here today. Adam is a very important man for many people on the south side of Dallas as of right now. Not to put pressure on him, but he's at his Jericho. So I'm glad he's here. Because see, when you come to this point, you have to conquer it. Because if you do not conquer it, what happens? You have failed. And here, God is saying, you know what, Israel, you're going to come to this Jericho, and you're going to, I'm going to guarantee you victory. I'm going to guarantee you victory, because this is the thing. Because if we have these first battles, it's just like a, a football game, a basketball game. If you have one of these games, and you lose your first game, you ever seen them teams, Cowboys, you ever seen they lose their first game, and the next four days, they look so pitiful? Rangers. You ever seen that stuff where you like, man, they lost one game and they just start repeating a cycle. And so we're just like that. If we lose that, we get all defeated. I don't know if I can do it then. I'm just going to go home and go to sleep. And we get like that. And so here, here's Joshua's face with Jericho. And he is their leader. He is the one Moses has passed seen. The mantle has been passed to Joshua. And he's leading this new generation of Israelites. And so Jericho is not a big city. When they look at the actual map, it's about eight acres. But the walls were impressive. There were about 20,000 people inside Jericho. Another thing about Jericho, the walls were about, they were about, I'm trying to just give you all the PowerPoints now. Jericho was about it had a 12-foot high wall and then a 30-foot high wall. Because it was a border city, it had to be very uh, aware of what was coming in. They had huge gates that were, you just can't get through. And if, if you did get past the first wall, you were easy access to be shot at by archers because you were trying to come over the 12-foot wall and they still had the height advantage on you as you were trying to come in. So the truth is, it looks impossible. 
It looks very impossible. And yet God says, you're going to have to go and conquer the city. You're going to have to conquer the city. And so for many of us, we got these strongholds in our life. We have these strongholds, these strongholds that we look and mama might have had an alcohol problem and now I have an alcohol problem. Daddy had a temper, I have a temper. Daddy was not good with money, I'm not good with money. You know, we have these things that we sometimes inherit and sometimes we also get from friends and sometimes we're just picking up stuff. And we have these things, and, and this is the thing about the Jericho. It looks, it looks so impressive, but you don't really know what's behind the wall. Your life, people are like, oh, you're doing so well. But when at the house, see, that's that inside Jericho look, that you know you're really struggling. You know the real reality. You know you're hurting. You know you're struggling. There are many men today, especially today, that are struggling with the issue of pornography, but cannot share it with anyone. Cannot share with their wife. That's why they feel they feel alone. But that issue with pornography started some time before when it was some insecurity. And started some time before that. And it keeps going on. But now we're just seeing the fruit starting to blossom. But he's having to put that inside. Inside. And so, but they still had to conquer it. They still had to conquer it. And the truth is, the Christian life is all about waging war. We were born dead on arrival, but we were made alive by a warrior, Jesus Christ. Many times when we look at Jesus, we, we, we frame Jesus in a very soft and tender way, almost kind of like Santa Claus. You know, Santa Claus is not going to ride out, y'all better get the Christmas gifts, and start beating up on people. And sometimes we paint Jesus like that. Like, hey, how y'all doing? Bring the children to me. Now, this is the same Jesus that whooped people out the temple. This is the same Jesus that they prophesied he will come back like a warrior. Jesus was a warrior. Jesus worked with his hands. His hand was a lot rougher than my hands. He was a carpenter. He built with his hands. And so Jesus came as a warrior. And what, what am I saying that? Because we are warriors. But the truth is, sometimes we may be weak. Just like a regular soldier in the army. Not everybody in the army can shoot. Bang, bang, right on dead shot. Some people struggle, and some of us struggle. Not everybody's a crack shot Christian. Not everybody's a superstar Christian. Some of us on that real corporal, private level, first class, Gomer Powell looking Christian. So jam, that's how we looking. Like, I don't know how I'm gonna handle this Lord. Please help me. And it's all right, because God says, I will indwell you. I will give you the power of the Holy Spirit. I will make you better. God does not want you to come in so holy and perfect. He wants you to come in ready for him to do the molding, because he is the potter and you're the clay. That's what Jesus wants, and that's what God wants from us. And so we get into this. This is what he had to, to overcome, the secure city. And so, but now we have Jericho. Jericho itself. Jericho, we talked about our defeats, our deceits, our fears, our anxieties, our envy. And most importantly, my clicker will work, our sin. These are our Jerichos. I could preach a whole thing on our sins, but what about our fears? Some of us fear to even talk to some folks. Well, maybe once you call them. I know I do that sometimes with my wife, and I'm supposed to be a lawyer. Baby, you call them. It'll be all right. Because sometimes I don't like confrontation. Sometimes. Baby, call them. You're a principal. Call them. 
Sometimes she don't like confrontation. Baby, you call them, and we're going back and forth who calling people. Sometimes we have fears. Sometimes we have anxieties and so forth. Some of us uh, young people are about to go to college, and there's anxiety of leaving home and going to college for the first time by yourself, and you're not around the corner. That's a Jericho. Not all your Jerichos have to be evil and demonic. But some of your Jerichos are simply something that's an obstacle that is standing in your way and now you're about to stall. So what will you do? What will you do? So, but in this situation, we have that the walls of Jericho must come down. And we go from our family situation to our nagging addictions, to an unforgiving spirit, to sometimes we have an illness that we need to overcome. Sometimes it's that person at work. Don't you got a person at work or in your family, at the family union, sometimes maybe at church, who knows what button to push? They will ask you about this one situation that they know and you know. Why you got to ask about that? Now you know I'm going to buy run hot. And some folk will run you hot on that Friday when you about to leave out the door so you can think about that all weekend. So when you come in Monday, you know, I've been thinking about what you said. And now you got all this stuff and now you about to build up for the whole week and blow up. And they just push that button. Some of us is that constant frustration, not myself, of course, of the job situation. <laughs> But with that being said, and some of it, it can be your whole body, your, your physical limitations. And sometimes you feel like circumstances are out of control and your financial needs are beyond your reach. And so now you're at a certain point. So we go to uh, the point two. Joshua experienced encouragement. But from who? It says that Joshua was doing a survey. Let me really look at myself. I sent spies out. They had met Rahab. The prostitute came back. It's still the same person. They were hidden, and people were looking for them, but they got out. So they come back and they tell Joshua everything. Now Joshua wants to go and just survey the land himself. Joshua, an experienced leader, an experienced general, someone who's led the military for over 40 years now. He comes, and his man draws out a sword. And he's like, who are you, who are you with, brother? You with them or me? Kind of give him the George Bush. You either for us or you're against us. And the man says, I'm neither. I'm a commander in the Lord's army. And this was, was called a uh, pre-incarnated Christ, a Christophany, some people call it. And that's why I have this, that this person was a warrior. And this person, he knew like, oh, I'm on holy ground. He began to worship. And what Jesus told him, he said, let me tell you your instructions. I'm not going to tell you to try to snuff out the people by just waiting out here for months and months and hopefully they just die inside. I'm not going to tell you to go and find somebody else and y'all band together and try to climb the walls. No, what I'm going to tell you will sound a little unusual. A little unusual. But when I tell you, understand I'm with you. See, that's the whole point that Jesus wants us to understand. And when you see what he had to do, you're like, that's kind of crazy. But he's saying that Jesus is with you. I'm with you. 
some of us will get beside ourselves and forget that we are doing this, this life for Jesus Christ, us who are called Christians. And we have to remember, we don't have to hook and crook. We don't have to try to be shady. We don't have to do all those different things because when we do that, we don't give glory to God. We give glory to no one but no one but no one except for self. And self, that goes away like the fleeting wind, doesn't it? And so here, Jesus said, I'm with you. So Jesus said, I'm going to give you this unusual strategy. The strategy is this. Your army and the priests will walk around this city, this city, for six days. Now, you're going to have the Ark of the Covenant that pertains, that has the Ten Commandments that God himself uh, wrote with his finger in there. You're going to have horns. But you know what? You're going to do this in absolute silence. See, some of us are in some absolute silence areas in our life where you have not talked to anyone except you talking to the Lord and you're praying quietly about your situation. You haven't talked to anyone about it. But you're praying quietly and you're going around and around. But the truth is, now you're making action. Now you're taking action. You're just not sitting there like, Lord, I just hope you do something. No, you're actually doing something. You're walking around and doing this walk. He's really, you're meditating on the God's word. Have you come to that point where you have said, it's time for me to get up and do something? So he says, but you're going to be in silence. Now think with the Jericho looking at the Israelites. Because it's not all the people, it's just the army and the priests. So Jericho's looking over the wall like, these folks are kind of strange. The first day is a little strange. Second day, you're a little crazy. Third day, man, forget that. Because see, you can sneak up on your Jericho because they're looking for a different way of attack. Some of us got to look at our Jerichos, at our work, and at our family, and you can't go always like, let me tell you something, you don't do me like that. Sometimes you need to be quiet and just walk it around. Sometimes you need to be prayerful and just walk it around. We don't always have to attack people. Many times we can just pray quietly for people. And you don't always have to always let them know, right? Some of us, we like to be them uh, front-line Christians. You know, I was praying for you last night. You, were, you conjured up in my spirit and I prayed for you. Many times it's just good to pray and they not even know. And you see the blessings shine down on them and you can say, you know what? I prayed that prayer. You don't have to tell them to tell back to God. God, you and I have been communicating because I was praying for them. And the truth is, you're probably not the only person. It probably were others praying for them. So Jericho looking over and seeing this. He said, the next thing, on the seventh day, I want you to march around the wall seven times. So remember, six days, this is one week, six days, they, they march around one time and go sit down. That was, that was Monday, then Tuesday, then Wednesday, then Thursday, then Friday, then Saturday, then we got to Sunday. So we're going to march around seven times now. We're going to march around seven times. But when we march around this time, we're not going to be silent. See, it's all right to send, send up your praise on that seventh day. Send up your praise, because that's all they were doing. Yes, they were blowing the horns, but they were blowing the horns in obedience to what God told them. Are we praying? Are we having faith? Now remember this. I want you to go back. 
This is what this was being asked of them. I want you to expose yourself to whatever they can throw at you and don't react to it. Them six days, you're going to walk around one time around this wall city that's a fortress and you're going to be vulnerable. You're going to be exposed to the elements. Someone could shoot an arrow at you. Someone could open the gates on you and run horses out there. But I told you already, I guaranteed your victory. So don't walk in fear. God is asking us, I'm going to expose you to the Jerichos of life, but don't worry about it. Walk in faith. Walk in no fear. Walk fearless in my word. Walk. And on that seventh day, I want you to give a loud shout. I want you to praise like you never praised before. Because they did this seven times. And on the, the, the seventh, it says, when they completed it, then that's going to be the signal for the rest of the Israelites to all join two million voices to praise with you at the top of their lungs. What would happen today if the church says, we're going to praise together no matter what the storm is, no matter what the controversy is, no matter what the mess is going on, we're going to praise God in unison together. Now I tell you what, the world will be shocked. The world will be changed. A revival would happen. But when we're disunified, so many things can happen. Amen? And so, here, all of Israel, this new generation that came in, not that old generation, not that generation that complained, not that generation that, that got mad, Moses so mad, and I kind of understand Moses these days more and more, got Moses so mad, he hit the rock. Say, forget what God said about speaking, I'm going to hit it. Not that generation was gone. This was the generation that never was in bondage, but only saw the miracles of God. They saw the manna. They saw the pillar in the sky. They saw all the miracles that God had done, and they were under the leadership, spiritual leadership, all time. What would happen for us as Christians if we would let go of our past and start walking in today? Some of us have looked so much in our past, well, you know, I got this girlfriend over there. She might come in church today. I might be kind of bothered. I don't know. I might be shook up. Or I got this past. You know, my daddy didn't do me right. You know, I got this past. This man didn't do me right. I got this past. You know, these people at the job didn't do me right. I got this. You have to let go of your past if you want to start walking in your destiny. You got to let go of your past and let God start taking care of that and start walking in your destiny. Because here when they got to their praise, when they got ready to praise, the walls came down. And so we have to understand, our ways are not always God's ways. Our ways are what, how, and how, when, and what we would do is not God's ways. Many times we say, if you're going to start, why are you going to start a church? You know how many times I've been asked that? Why would you start a church from scratch? You don't want to just find a church that you can just go in? That's not what God called me to do. God called, and we started with 15 people in the house. My wife was looking at me crazy. And we were getting up every morning, cleaning on Sunday mornings, making sure it was real clean. And God blessed us with this location. We're, we're just a blessed situation. But if I did it like everyone else said to do it, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be with you all. How many of y'all can say if you did it like everyone told you to do it, you would be here? Think about it. If you did it like everyone told you to do it, would you be where you are now? If you trusted God. Now let's ask that question too. Are you in a hot mess right now? Because you heard what those folks said? 
God is asking something from us so deep. If you want this deep, real relationship, not this fake, this superficial stuff, not the stuff that I can do on a Sunday morning real easy and quick and get out of church in an hour or so. No, that real deep midnight warrior, I'm going to pray it through kind of Christianity. If you want that deepness God, that God is really calling us to, that really God is saying, I want you to have, if you can do that, he's saying, then we got to let some stuff go. And so, he, his, the obedience was the truest form of worship. They honored God. They were probably ridiculed, but don't worry about that. Because too many times we're worrying about everything else. And yes, God's ways many times go against our instincts. That's why even today many people reject Jesus, because it just doesn't make sense to them. And I want to tell you, walking on faith, that's a deep, deep walk. Because some of the things that you know that you couldn't pay that bill, but somehow the bill got paid, you can't explain it. You can't explain, be honest with yourself, the jobs that you do have, you can't explain that. Some of us cannot explain the mate that you have because you've been blessed. The children that you have, you really look at it. Some of us got some great children. Many of us do. There's a very few, very small pocket that don't. But many of us have been blessed. You have been blessed in spite of yourself. And you can't explain that. But God can. And God's saying, don't lean upon your own understanding. Lean upon me and I will direct your path. And so, we come to a point that Israel had a glorious victory. But for us, what does the victory look like? What does the victory for us look like? The real victory. The real victory. What walls must come down? See, I'm really asking, and, and this is the thing about victory. We are walking on faith on so many different things. No one takes a salary here because this ain't the time to do all that. The salary is laid up in heaven. Lay those treasures up in heaven. We'll be all right. God will bless us. God has blessed us. So this is the thing. What victory do you need right now? What real victory do you need? If you were being real with yourself, Really real with yourself. What is the victory that you need? Is anybody in here that needs to overcome pornography? Is anybody in here that really needs to get their marriage together? Their children are out of source and out of whack. They themselves don't feel good about themselves. They don't feel, they look in the mirror and they hate who they see. And you need a victory over that. Some of us are at fear at our jobs because they're asking so much and, they, and you feel so insecure and so low to that that you don't feel worthy that you can accomplish that. Don't worry about it. Because that's the victory. God is telling you, listen, I can overcome that. Whatever you've been giving, I can overcome that. It's going to be me who you got to lean on. It's going to be me who you're going to have to pray to. It's going to be me who you're going to need to worship. And you're going to do some unusual, innovative things that everyone else is going to say, well, why are you going to do that? But the walls will come down. The walls will come down. We just got to get ready and shout because the walls are going to come down for you. There's some walls that need to come down in our households. There's some walls that need to come down in our communities. There's some walls that need to come down in our country. It's today. It is now. We can't wait till Monday. We can't wait till Friday. We can't wait till next year. 
We need to start saying, today I'm going to praise God. Today I'm going to make a change. Today I'm ready to accept Jesus Christ as my pro savior. Today I'm ready to take that 180 and repent of my mess. Today I'm ready to throw my past in the garbage and keep walking in freedom. Today, because who Jesus set free is truly free indeed. Today, you don't have tomorrow promise. You don't even have a five hours promise from now. Some of y'all might have some good brisket over there. You didn't know you had a clogged heart. Pastor don't have that blood. And you'll be like the guy from the Sopranos, 51 years old. He, he had appointments he had made. He's not making them now. 51 years old, on vacation. He was stress free. You don't have a promise. So why not today? Why not right now? Say, I'm ready to change. I'm ready to make a difference in my own life. But understand, it's not your strength. It's not your power. But it's God. That's what we got to stop doing. Because when you rely on yourself or me, huh, we start struggling, don't we? Don't we start struggling? Don't we start doing some hot mess things? Don't we start cutting some corners? Well, I thought that'd be all right. It's like somebody making Kool-Aid for you and they put too much water in there and the Kool-Aid don't taste right because they were trying to cut the corner on the sugar, right? Anybody understand what I'm saying right here? They're cutting the corners. We have cut corners in our life as a child of God. We have cut some corners. And God is saying, stop cutting the corners. Give me the full access to who you are. Give me the full who you are. Because I'm going to tell you, if you want to see the true change in your life, if you, and understand, when you defeat your Jerichos, everything before you starts moving out the way. Did you hear about what they did at Jericho? Did you hear what happened? I heard the wall just came down. We got to start having that kind of testimony. Because once we have the walls come down, you're going to walk with more. You're going to walk with more confidence. Not because of who you are, not because of what you did, because you saw what God did. Amen? I'm going to open the doors of the church. Now I kind of got off my PowerPoints. I got a little too happy. Because that last thing is this, and this is when we're going to open the doors up. When they went to Jericho, it was harvest season. And you know what happens in the harvest season? That's when all the work that was laid before you, all the fruits or the, or the wheat, you start gathering that in. It's, it's in plenty. They went to Jericho when it was harvest time. Right now, there's a harvest in your life. And it's time to face your Jericho, though. You cannot get your harvest until you face your Jericho. Some of us got some blessings ready for us to be unleashed, but we got to face our Jericho. It's harvest time. It's harvest time. Can somebody say it's harvest time? It's what time? It's what time? It's what time? Face your Jericho. Let's open the doors of the church. Amen.